It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. There we go. Broadcasting live this morning from Pike Nursery at Toco Hill. All the Pike Nursery associates are here, ready to answer your gardening questions. And I am here, along with Mickey Gasaway, to answer questions online and on the air. If you want to ask a question online, go to the Pike Nursery Facebook page, ask a question, hashtag AskWalter, if you know how to do that. Other weeks when we're back in the studio, we'll do it through Twitter. When we do it through my Twitter page, AskWalter again. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Don't forget to register when you come here for the Chateau Elan one-night giveaway. We also have a nice, nice, nice uh, pipe garden bag table thing full of chrysanthemums and pansies and pre-emergent, all the things back here. We'll give those away later on today as well. Thanks to our friends at the uh, Chick-fil-A at North Druid Hills, the drive through only location there next to the North DeKalb Mall around the corner from the uh, Golden Corral, for they provided all of our Chick-fil-A sandwiches this morning. Let's go to the phones. we got Billy, who joins us with a question about worms on his oregano. Billy, hey, good morning. Hey, Walter. Hope you all doing well. Yes, sir. Uh, I've got, it's the weirdest thing. I've got oregano I've had coming back in a big planter for a couple of years. Never seen this before. Um, maybe half an inch to quarter of an inch long worms, and it almost looked like fall webworms. It just spread across my whole oregano patch and just covered it up. Two or three days turned brown, and then uh, the uh, it spread over to some thyme, and then it spread over to some rosemary, and I picked them all off, but it's caused some issues. Killed it off. So I just didn't know what they were, how to prevent it, that kind of thing. Wow. Now, Billy, you said at the very beginning it looked like fall webworms. Is it a possibility these were army worms? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what they look like. All right, I'll tell you a way to tell. Army worms this year have been multitudinous. Mm -hmm. There have been all sorts of people with army worm problems on their lawns. Mm -hmm. I'm not that familiar with armyworm damage on herbs like oregano and things like that, but when you say there's a lot of them, that really makes me think armyworm. And if an armyworm moth or two or three laid her eggs on your oregano coming over from your neighbor's Bermuda lawn or someplace like that, then I guess they right. could eat other plants other than Bermuda grass. And the way to tell them, the way to identify them, Billy, is pretty simple. If you take one of those worms and look at the head, it will have an upside-down Y on the front, a white letter Y upside down on the front of its head. If okay. you see that Y, then it's guaranteed it is an army worm. Okay. Yeah, they were they were kind of almost black and green striped. Well, yeah. That helps at all. Yeah, army worms have a stripe to it. I, I, think, okay. I think we're getting close here. I think army worm is, is the answer. But the great news is you got oregano, and you don't want to put anything on your oregano that would hurt a person or anything like that. Mickey, what should he do to control, control, control caterpillars on oregano? BT. BT. It's a really easy-to-find chemical. You go to any garden center, it is not actually a chemical. It's a bacillus, right, Mickey? And it actually it doesn't even kill them. It just makes them quit 
Good eating. Yeah, and they turn Love black and hang down. You wash them off, or, yeah. or you take the oregano in the house to make your to make your meal, your Italian uh, pasta or something like that. But you wash okay. the caterpillar carcasses off, and they are dead as a hammer. And the BT is completely innocuous to humans or birds or pets or anything like that. All right. Well, I will so, certainly do that then. All right, BT, armyworms, interesting. Speaking of herbs. Speaking of herbs. Speaking of herbs. Yes, sir. If if you've had a problem with cilantro, and I always have every year we have people come in and say, I just cannot grow cilantro, this is the time to plant cilantro. Really? Yes, it is. how would one plant cilantro? Yes, it is. What would one do? Just plant it like you would plant parsley or anything else, but plant it in the fall. That's the secret. It does not like hot weather. Now we know. Yeah. All right. We got <laughs> Billy out of the way. Let's go to Bobby in Cleveland, Georgia. Bobby, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, I'm calling about some privacy trees. I've got, uh, I live up here in Cleveland and uh, live on a ridge line that uh, overlooks the mountains. And I'm trying to block off a, a road uh, before I cut down some more trees. But uh, looking to see what the best privacy tree gets up to about 20 feet. Uh, I really don't want her to go higher than that, but uh, uh, if I had to prune her or what have you to, to keep it at that height, then uh, that would be fine. But um, just trying to find the, the best uh, tree for that. What do you think, how, how long is the the line that you've got to plant them in? Um, it's going to be about uh, 400 yards. Oh, okay. So wow. Okay. I mean, how many plants are we talking about I would here, do then? different plants. Probably, That's yeah. the one thing. I wouldn't plant the same thing all along. I would mix maybe some cryptomeria and some maybe some hollies. I, I love hollies. hollies. I love awesome. hollies grown in there because they don't, they're just so resilient. Let me give you a couple of three mm-hmm. hollies to choose from. Nellie Look Stevens. Up. Look at Nellie Stevens holly. Savannah. Savannah holly. Burford holly. Mm-hmm. Um, all three, point. three of those needlepoint holly would be awesome. American holly would be yeah. fine. Yeah, I think honestly, Bobby, if you were just to say I'm going to plant different hollies along this long screening uh, area that you're going to plant, I think you could get by with a bunch of different hollies and once in a while an evergreen needle yeah. thing like a cryptomeria. Um, we're not going to put Leland cypress no. in there, but just for a perhaps a little bit smaller. It's not going to go to 20 feet, but the emerald green arbor vitae will give you a needled contrast maybe to the hollies. But it's hollies have, to have a lot of water. That's yeah. the thing about the hollies is they're not going to have to have all the water. And they're tough plants, else, yeah. easy to plant. Plant them this um, November, October, November, fine. Water them a few times during the winter, and you've got hollies for the rest of your life along the along the screening line. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Bobby, good luck with it. Be sure to dig a nice, big, wide hole for each one of them. I know you got a lot of them to plant, so rent a tractor and do something to make it easy for yourself. But the best thing you can do for those hollies to make them grow fast, and that's what you need to have the screening, is to dig a nice, wide area so the roots can spread out in it. There's no need to add any organic matter to the soil as long as you just make it soft so the roots can spread out. They'll be happy. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. You bet, Bobby. Thanks for calling. Mickey, now I've got a question for you. You said just now that arborvitae need to be watered. Now, why do you say that? Well, arborvitaes, if they dry out, will die. Well, yeah, they'll be dead. They'll be brown. Yeah, they do. They just just will not tolerate being dry. It's funny you would say that because for this last... uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution Q&A that I put in the paper last Thursday, oh. it was exactly my 
my subject was a guy who had a line of arborvitae, mm -hmm. he had six of them in a row, and one in the middle was completely brown, the one beside it was turning a little brown around the edges, and he said, what do you think is going on here? And that's exactly what I said. I said, the hot weather, dry weather is like the grim reaper when it comes to arborvitae. I always tell people, if you can't get to it with a, I do a soaker hose. Yeah. And yeah, it's not just when it's young, it's forever. You always have to water. So I told him that the biggest thing that could be the cause of this one arborvitae in a line of six that Didn't had you? failed was simply that he didn't originally plant it in a good enough hole. You see with the collar we just had, I emphasize at the end, you need to have a nice wide hole, nice wide area. Because the wider the root system of any plant, the better able it is to withstand the, the rigors of drought when it comes. The better able those roots are to get out, find those little bits of moisture that they need during the summer when it's 95 degrees for four or five days in a row. And so that is key when you plant any kind of evergreen plant, hollies, arborvitae, even Leland cypress, give them a nice big wide hole. I know the label says dig a hole twice as wide as a root ball and put it in place. Friends, try that and you'll more times than not have a problem with it because two times the size of the root ball is simply not wide enough. It needs to be three, five, six times as wide as the root ball to really allow those roots to spread out, get anchored in, and to be able to withstand the anticipated warming of the atmosphere around Georgia and the if southeast. If you can till it, it works great. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing a line, I love to just till I'll it. Just and till the rototiller, or like I told the guy back then, you rent a tractor, get a mm -hmm. tractor and, and till it up real good. We've got time to get Lisa in here. Lisa's out in Gainesville and has a question about her verbena. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Walter. How are you? We are well. How can we help? Well, this is the first first year I've enjoyed um, perennials coming back, and I have a ton of verbena, and I don't know what to do with it now that it's all leggy and uh, the blooms are starting to fade, and I want it to come back next year. Did you have the homestead purple verbena? I've got the purple and the yellow. The purple did okay. the best. I'll tell you what my experience with verbena is that it grows outward and the interior the gets end. sort of brown and raggedy looking and the outside looks really great. Yeah. So what do you do, Mickey? What, what I do is when it's grown out next spring, early, early, early spring, take a shovel or something and just make straight down cuts all around where that verbena was because it's rooted all the way out, but it only blooms on the outside on edges. The edge. So if you do that, you're creating several plants in there so that it'll, it'll bloom from the inside out this will seem so and cruel. it is not a it is not a long-lived perennial yeah i will tell you that but it, it, it will seem cruel as i'll get lisa if you do what mickey says but it is absolutely necessary on the brown part the center of this sort of grown out uh, verbena cut straight cuts in the spring and sometimes the early part of march and what you'll do is stimulate it to root number one but number two and most importantly it'll make new growth and that new growth is what'll make the new flowers new flowers that's exactly what you want from your verbena that sounds great should i mulch it no i don't do mine no it gets Not wet much. in the winter time and doesn't look so good have you been to the new atlanta botanical garden uh uh yes, place I up have. there in gainesville lisa it is yes, gorgeous it is a fabulous place. I encourage all of our listeners there. If you need a nice fall getaway place to go and see some pretty plants, the Atlanta Botanical Garden Gainesville campus has a wonderful, Gorgeous. wonderful collection of flowers and trees, and they're really colorful, and it's just a great place Good to walk. go visit. Nice place to walk. That's exactly right. Lisa, thanks so much for calling. Thank you, Walter.
All right. We'll see you soon. 404-872-0750, the number to join us on Lawn and Garden. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today it's going to be high, going to be, well, not as hot as it was last weekend, thank goodness. The low 80s is where we'll hit today, and overnight we'll go into the high 50s. No rain, clear, it's going to be a beautiful day outside, a beautiful day to garden, a beautiful day to come by Pike Nursery, Tuckle Hill. Kara is the store manager here at the Pike Nursery, Tuckle Hill, so Kara, we can invite everybody around here to come see us. Yes, thank you for y'all being here today. We're having so much fun, and we have a gorgeous selection of fall flowers. Um, we got your mums, we got pansies, we got pumpkins, and we've got a great team here that can help you with any of your garden questions, put together container gardens, so we'd love it if you came down and visited us today. One of the great things, Kara, that I like about the store, because this is my store, this is where I shop most often, is lots of perennials and lots and lots of flowering things that now's a great time to plant them. It's the perfect time to plant. I'm biased. I've been at a lot of stores, and this is my favorite store because yeah. this is a true gardening community that appreciates all the different perennials, right. and I love that. Is it true that you got the prize for being the prettiest Pike store in all of Pikedom? We did. We got number one this week, so we're <laughs> proud. We got bragging rights right now, so come see us. Come see us. <laughs> you want to help me answer a question online, Kara? Sure. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got uh, Dale in Woodstock. Dale joins us. Uh, here we go on Newstalk WSB. Hey, Dale. Good morning. Hey, Walter. Uh, good morning. Um, I, I remember hearing this question asked. Uh, you know, maybe last fall, uh, but I planted some uh, knockout azalea, uh, encore azaleas, and I've yet to see any blooms uh, through the spring or this fall. And so, did I do something wrong? No, I think you're just not patient enough. Kara, it takes usually, what, a year or two maybe before encores really come into blooming regularly? Yeah, a year or two. And do you have them in a good bit of sun? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, I would just be a little more patient with them and give them another season. I bet next year you'll get some. Yeah, I do too. The ones I see that are established after three years, boy, they bloom three times a year, and they are awesome. They're knockout plants. So and, just give uh, it a little more patience. Thing, there. I uh, planted a dogwood last year, and uh, so the bottom three or four branches should I uh, cut those away to make the tree grow taller? No, no, leave the leaves on. The dogwoods are going to find their own form. They'll grow just fine without removing any limbs. Just let it grow. And nature will take care of making it into a dogwood tree and not a dogwood shrub anymore. Don't worry about it, Dale. Thanks for calling. we got to get out of here at 7. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back right after news. Smiling it's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Buffy Berman doing a fabulous job cheerleading the crowd here at the Pike Nursery at Toco Hill. 
We are broadcasting live this morning. We'll be here at 9 o'clock, and then we'll head off for the Wild Blue Yonder, and the Pike Associates will take care of all your questions <laughs> after that. Mickey Gasway is here as my special guest, and usually on Saturday morning at 8.35, we call. Mickey calls me from wherever she is, her nursery or from her house or on vacation sometimes. But today she is live and in person to tell us what the weekend pike pick is going to be. So what will it be this weekend, Mickey? Fall bulbs. So all of our fall bulbs. All of the fall bulbs. And tulips and hyacinths and all that. All, all the crocus. And I wanted to mention that we've got a fall bulb here that I've never seen us have. I've looked for it for years, and that's the fall blooming crocus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have looked and looked for it and finally got it saffron crocus. So uh, we've got lots and lots of different bulbs that you might not find. Lycoris, we've got a yellow lycoris, which you never see that anywhere. Um, so please come in and look at the bulbs. We've got some really different ones. So get out of my really way. I want ones. that yellow lycoris oh, you myself. Need to do that. Yes, I do need that. You need I do it. I need it. So all bulbs, 20% off. That's right. We've got right. the bulb starter fertilizer is available as well. You can put it in the ground when you, uh, when you plant them. That's I right. think the biggest thing, Mickey, for me, success with bulbs, is making sure that the ground is softened around them and have good drainage in the wintertime. That's right. That's right. So you and go. making sure you leave them up in the, as long as they'll stay up in the summertime. Don't cut them down. Yeah, leave um, the leaves on them. And if there's a trick that I have that I have discovered is necessary because I'm getting old and can't remember, <laughs> it is where did I plant the darn bulbs when I'm trying to plant perennials in the fall mm-hmm. because the leaves are no longer there. And so I use little rings or sometimes I use uh, golf tees or golf tees. white stones mm-hmm. or something like that to remind myself where did I plant mm-hmm. the daffodils, where are my hives that's supposed to be, yeah. and that way I mark them and then I don't dig them up and slice them into with my shovel when I'm planting in the fall. So be sure and mark your bulbs when you plant them. On sale, 20% off all pike nurseries today, but when you plant your bulbs, it's good to just go ahead and put a little ring or something that will mark them for you so you'll remember where they are when the leaves aren't on them anymore. That's All right. right. All right. That's pike right. Nursery. So the deal is, if you go to any Pike Nursery, mm-hmm. when you have loaded up with all these bulbs, including this fall-blooming crocus, then mm-hmm. go to the cashier and say, this is the Pike Pick of the Weekend, 20% off, and that is available at all Pike, fam- pike, pike Nursery locations. <laughs> and where would one go in order to find Pike Nursery locations? At PikeNursery.com. PikeNursery.com. Thanks so much, Mickey. Let's go to the phones. We've got people waiting in line right now. Let's roll this back down here. On my screen to go to uh, Jim in Lawrenceville. Jim, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, how are Jim, you? Jim, good morning. I have a quick question. Um, uh, we, I've had in front and backyard, I've had uh, fescue, um, long bladed fescue, for probably fifteen years. So my neighbor that we had, um, I had the fescue grow over into their side yard, towards their driveway. She, the, the neighbors come in and planted some plants, no big deal. They took the grass out, no big deal. Somehow, uh, Bermuda has gotten into the plants. I don't know if they dropped grass seed in there or whatever. And in the past uh, year, now all of a sudden Bermuda's taken over about a third of my front yard. And it's, it's used to not be that noticeable, but now it's like really noticeable, like it's creeping across. What do I do? to reestablish the fescue. You know, nature is speaking to you, Jim. Nature is speaking very loudly and clearly. At least nature is saying something that I can recognize, but you're not able to quite yet, which is maybe your lawn is better suited for Bermuda grass than it is for fescue grass. Huh. Okay. Huh. 
That's not mm. true. I, the thing I like about the fescue is it's I cut it, I do a little bit of edging, and I'm done. And with yeah. the Bermuda, it just seems to have um, increased my workload because it's taken over the backyard as well. Yeah. Let me put, you, put it another way, Jim. It's going to be really, really hard to get the Bermuda out of the fescue. The only way that's really successful for me is to spray Roundup on it and then to reseed in the fall. If you're willing to do that, yes, we can get the Bermuda out and get the fescue back in place. Or you could take the path of least resistance. And I know, yes, you have to mow a little bit more often, a little bit more fertilizer maybe on the Bermuda. But at least you're not reseeding every fall. You'll save a little money yeah. that way. Um, okay, and I'm not going to do the roundup thing because I've got a pet, so. Okay. Um, well, okay, that I don't, answers my I question. I don't have Thank any you. other way to get the Bermuda out of the fescue, and, you know, through civilization, men, women, both have decided, you know, I think I'm going to take the easy way out here, and so you might be going down that easy man lane, Jim. That's what I think I would do. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, Jim. Thanks for calling. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Jim's place. David, you know, I want to talk to Mickey Casaway about that. You and I both in gardening have stopped growing certain plants because we think they are just more trouble than they are worth. And there are other plants that grow perfectly well right here. And I'm trying to think of examples in my garden that I used to grow that I don't grow roses much anymore. Ro roses is a perfect example. Uh, I love them. I love sure, they them. smell good. And, but they're they're a hobby. Unless and you're growing knockouts, they're a hobby and they're beautiful. And I can remember when I was a kid having to go out and spray them with no nothing yeah. on my head or yeah, anything. You know, just spray them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's what you have to do. And they're beautiful. And people who spend the time to, to grow them can have a, a beautiful, yeah. fragrant rose garden, no doubt about that. But they do take a lot Our of time. time. And knockout roses have taken over for that right. reason, because knockouts take so much less time. Although they don't have the fragrance and they don't have the uh, uh, variation that's in right. colors and things that the other roses do. All right, we got a good example there. David is in Marietta, and David joins us on Lawn and Garden. Morning, David. Uh, hi, thank you for taking my call. Uh, Walter, I have, uh, in front of the house, I have these shrubs, and uh, on the, I have these weed coming up through the mulch, through the uh, pine straw. It's like a, it's like a grass, it's, and it just seems to take over the whole flower bed in front of the house. I tried Roundup. I tried all kinds of chemicals to get rid of it, and it just seems to grow back. I don't know what I should do about it. Remove all of the mulch and dig it out? Uh, it, that would be a, one hell of a job, but do you have any suggestions for me, please? The first, the first thing is to identify the weed. We have to know what it yeah. is. I mean, that's the question, David. What is this grassy thing growing in your flower bed? Somebody told me it was like a crabgrass. Could be Bermuda grass is a possibility too, because you had such a problem in in killing it. It sounds to me like it's a little more persistent than just crabgrass is. Do you see it all year long? Does it grow green all year long? Give me some more characteristics of it. Yes, it, it's green all all year long, and then I put on a Roundup, and uh, it dies off, and then uh, a couple of months later, it comes right back. 
if you could bring some to, yeah, to Pikes, we can ID it for you um, or take it to the extension service. They can ID, ID it for you, and that way you'll have the best chance of getting rid of it. You may have to just keep on and on and on until you get it, but it may be coming from the outside of your bed, too. Yeah. Another way, okay. if you want to, if you just can't get around to bringing a sample of it into the pike nursery nearest you or to the extension office, if you take good pictures, take some of the runners off this grass, put it on a... Oh, your driveway is a good place where you have a nice neutral background. And uh, submit it to my website. I've got a place called Name That Plant. And I have a guy named Bobby Wynn of Wynn's Lawn Service over in Douglasville who just likes to identify weeds. It's all the man does. all day long. He identifies weeds. And so okay. you can uh, submit that if you want to to Name That Plant on my WalterReeves.com okay. website. Okay. One more question, Walter. Please. Yeah. Uh, I have a magnolia tree, and I seem to have these sprouts of the magnolia coming up from the root system, and uh, I just keep on cutting it down, cutting it down, and it grows right back. And this is coming up from uh, the surrounding stump. Are you sure your name's not Job, David? You seem to have more misery in your landscape than most everybody else does. Um, keep cutting them down. Suckers. Okay. Suckers. Yeah. Sucker stopper. Sucker might. You could try it. If you want an experiment, I'll give you an experiment, sucker David. Um, we don't call it sucker stopper at Pike. Yeah, no, it's called sucker else. killer, sucker smasher, Suck. or something sucker. Something sucker. There's something sucker <laughs> at Pike Nursery. <laughs> There's a product that has sucker in its name at Pike Nursery. And uh, it is a hormone that keeps sprouts mm -hmm. from re-sprouting. You use it sometimes. Sucker punch. Sucker punch. There we go. Sucker punch. That's the name of it. Okay. So go to Pike Nursery, get sucker punch, cut the uh, magnolia, the sprout you don't like, and spray it immediately with sucker punch. And that many times will stop these suckers from re reappearing. Okay. Thank you so very much. All right, David. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Okay, we have time. Yes, we do. Carol, if you do it in about 32 seconds, we have time for Carol and Marietta to come with us. Hey, Carol, good morning. Hey, good morning. I have a um, black-eyed Susan that is that looks gray, and now it looks like it's dead. Is that what it's supposed to do this time of year? Because I wanted it to come back. Man, that's a couple of mine looking sort of ratty right now. Mickey. Did yours have fuzzy leaves or not? I don't remember. It, I mean, it's it's brown. It's because my annual over. ones, the the fuzzy leafed ones, have died back, the, and they'll reseed themselves. But my Goldstrom, uh, the Fulgitas, haven't. They just ah, died. that's right. So they're different kinds. You're right. Mm -hmm. They're different kinds that's of black-eyed Susan. I'd forgotten about the fuzzy leaves on yeah. them, Mickey. Guys, away. Yeah. That's why we give you the that's big right. bucks to come in on the yeah. broadcast. The fuzzy leaves on the black-eyed Susan, yeah, they're the ones that don't come back so well, and the smooth leaves are the ones that do okay. The Rudbeckia fulgida is the yeah, one that is good. perennial, and the, one, the other ones are the ones Herta. that... Herta. right, thank you. Okay. Are the ones not. So it could be that you have one that's not a perennial, so go out and look at the leaves and do a diagnosis and identification, and then you know. Okay, what is, what is the name of the one that does not come back? Um, it's got a lot of names. The the species is Herta, H I R T A. That's one of them, and it just okay. has fuzzy leaves. That's the only way. And it's got bigger blooms than the Gulstrom does. The way okay. that I find the fuzzy leaf or not fuzzy leaf, honestly, is take a leaf off and run it over my lips, and you can feel the fuzziness <laughs> on your lips really easily. 
Okay. Look, you guys went laughing at me. That's exactly. It works fine. You put it on your lips. Easy. I'm not going to do that, but I'll look at it. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for calling, Carol. All right. You know, Mickey, Mickey, one of the things that I learned uh, quickly at a big box store about three weeks ago is they were displaying all of the black eyed scissors together, and some were Fulgita, some were Herta, and they all looked almost exactly identical mm-hmm. to each other. And mm-hmm. so I went through them very carefully and found out the ones that I wanted. The Goldstrom, which is one that is uh, perennial and comes back very nicely every year, and made sure I didn't have any of the other ones that don't come back every year. But my other ones received themselves. I have mm-hmm. I have them received in there. That's you, good. You let the um bloom you, you pull your blooms you off. You live a though. much cleaner and better life than mm-hmm. I do, Mickey Gasway. That's mm-hmm. how it works yeah, for you. Just... Right now it's eight forty seven and we'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Well, now we're having an argument <laughs> about what you call marbles. <laughs> Those of you who are low anything about marbles, then you may come by the Pike Nursery at Toco Hill and cast your vote for that. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, and the full weekend forecast comes in 10 minutes after we tell you that that, uh, that uh, the, 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 the forecast for today is that the temperatures will be in the low 80s. Clear, no rain, highs overnight will be in the 50s, we think. Full weekend forecast, as I said, in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's been a great Saturday morning at the Pike Nursery, Toco Hill. Mickey Gasway has been here with me this morning, taking me out of the stew when I didn't know uh, answers to questions and answering questions we didn't know that had answers to this. So, Mickey, thanks so much for being with us this morning. And don't forget that at Pike Nursery all weekend long, we got pansies for sale, 97 cents for the three and a half inch pots. And this is the great size to plant. If you have the little six packs, it takes a while. They may have flowers on them now, but when you have those little six-pack pansies, it takes about three or four weeks before they get a big enough root system to start blooming continuously, whereas the three-and-a-half-inch, four-inch, five-inch uh, pots of pansies, they work very well blooming from the time you plant them all the way through until March or April of next year, so that's a good thing to have. Chrysanthemums on sale as well. The Pike Pier Immersion on sale for sixteen ninety-nine. In just a minute, we'll give a prize away for the weekend save for Chateau Elan, and particularly we want to thank our friends at Chick-fil-A at Northridge Hills, a drive-in only location across from uh, North Cab Mall over there. Thanks so much to them. And thanks so much to our WSB crew as well. So roll one, Tide. Roll Tide and Go Dogs. Go Dogs will start this afternoon. Mickey Gass will be ushered out on a rail today for enthusiasm of the Alabama elephants over there in Alabama. But other than that, next Saturday morning we'll have another edition of Lawn and Garden, and we will see you right there, right then. See you soon.